for a bag of smoke hopefully my brother Bryce takes a little puff today a small little puff probably not but at least you won't blow your face up this time (laughs) these are the most organic herbs you can find Bryce I mean with the groovy music it sounds organic (laughs) you'll be thinking it hella deep I'll be not going to sparring (laughs) (laughs) no this gets you actually fired up motivated I'm serious Uh, I believe you all right, everyone, let's pull that posture up, have yourself a refreshment, let's get fucking serious here. Take a rip. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, here we go. Optimal Carnivore is our sponsor today, and Optimal Carnivore has all sorts of different supplements. I mean, the one I've been ta- taking is the Mood, Memory, and Focus. They have the New Zealand Grass-Fed Brain, 1,500 milligrams, and Lion's Mane. 1500 milligrams but they have all sorts of stuff they have uh they have grass-fed beef liver capsules they have beef organ supplements they have um they have uh yep the beef liver grass-fed organ complex all stuff and it's just the best ingredients you can find here optimal carnivore the link will be in the bio and code redhawk10 for a little discount give it a try and get your uh Get your nutrition there dialed in, okay? Boy, do I smell pussy in the air. Uh, wake up this morning, about 10 people sh- showed me uh, Dylan Dennis pulled out. Ooh. Um, I mean, that's expected from the kid. That's expected from a kid like that. I mean, that might be the end of him right there because people aren't going to take fights against him because they know he's just a little troll. He loves all the stuff leading in, leading up to it. And even taking a fight with KSI probably upped his following big time. All KSI's fans checked him out, maybe shot him a follow. So maybe he probably had that in his head that he was going to do that. Because uh, rumor has it that he couldn't find the right training. All of a sudden, he couldn't find the right training to get going. Here we go. Uh, Dylan Dennis has pulled out of the upcoming fight. They claim Dennis Camp said he is underprepared, has no coach, and might be struggling with weight. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's not. It didn't surprise me one bit. I mean, for him to show up and fight someone who can actually fight a little bit, that's going to be rare. That's going to be rare to see. So uh, it's not really news there, but that could be the end of Bill O'Danis for us, ladies and gentlemen. We can make it the end of him right now. Yeah. And not speak. No, I'm just joking. But, dude, that guy, it's crazy what he's been able to do. Like, how big he is by doing nothing, really. It's actually incredible. Like, Obviously, people are like, oh, you got to become a personality, and it helps this, it helps that. Dude, this guy is in everybody's mouth all the time (laughs) for being a a dickhead, too. Uh So that would really suck to be hated that much by mostly everybody and not backing it up at all. Uh And you know what I mean? Of course, he was a good grappler. But that would be like me talking about college wrestling for the next 10 years and doing nothing else. And just being like, yeah, but whatever. But I'll beat your fucking ass. 
Even yeah. though I don't train, I don't get in fights. It's crazy. I wonder how he's making money though. He can't. That's what I was. He's got to be broke. Yeah, he's got to be because he can't. He's not making. Probably not making money off Instagram. He's probably not making money anywhere. So I don't know how he's making money. I don't know. It would. Yeah, suck. what you said about the followers. That's that was instantly my brain went. I'm like, yeah, but if you just don't do anything with yeah. your followers, what the hell does it matter? It's not like he's selling merch or any of that business. But uh, what would you end up doing on New Year's? I actually did nothing, man. Yeah, so um, obviously I thought I was going to fight uh, January 6th. So this Friday I did the whole six weeks. Four LFA. Four LFA, yep. Um, I never even really had an opponent. So I pretty much was just in the dark the entire time, mm -hmm. just waiting, waiting, waiting. Um, Friday comes around, and uh, I pretty much knew I wasn't going to do it. So I, we went out for, like, dinner for Emily Hamill's birthday, you know, I drank and did a little bit of stuff there, but I was it was like kind of making me anxious thinking about it too because I'm like, what if I do get a call that I still have a fight yeah. and I'm just here drinking, you know? But <laughs> yeah. I, I knew it was pretty much done. So then I pretty much just went home and then I was getting kind of sick too. So I was like, I better just relax. So was it your matchmaker that was looking for the fight or was it the matchmaker contacting you? So uh, I mean, obviously that goes through I mean, my management. Your management. Okay, yeah, yeah, but like... You know, I always say to everybody, people that are listening, okay, yes, there are humans out there that are 7-0, whatever, that would take a fight against me, all right? When I say, hey, we can't find an opponent, it's not that there's no human that would fight Bryce, right? That's what I always say. Like, of course, there's yeah. people out there, but it's got to make sense in the career for both sides, right? Yeah. And I've only been in three fights. Two of them are first round finishes. So it's like I've only fought for like 10 minutes in the cage. Yeah, and it's not like, people are really like maybe pussies yeah. but they're, they're trying to be smart it's like okay i'm a i'm a 2-0 3-0 4-0 5-0 even and then i look google bryce meredith three-time division one all-american four-time state champion trains trains in phoenix arizona at the lab and here and it just like trains with bad motherfuckers yeah. so it's like if i if you're looking to get in the ufc you see people in the ufc sign all the time they're five and oh six and oh six and one and all their fight all their fights are against guys that are five and 20 or three and 30 or all of them are like that so you see that it's like oh why now now why in the fuck would i take a hard hard challenge before i'm in the ufc when they're signing guys like that why wouldn't i take that route yeah yeah i think they need to kind of change how it works that way and quit uh, penalizing people that have a, a loss so much on their career. Like really like it would be better to be nine and two, nine and three, or even seven and two, but you were fighting badasses mm -hmm. than being five and oh being turds, I think. But I get it. You know what I mean? Like it's a really it's a dangerous game, right? So you don't want to be getting in crazy wars against really high level guys for a thousand bucks. You don't want, you know, that record people love that record so much mm -hmm. to look good. You know, they don't like seeing a five and two guy that just doesn't look good in this world. So I get it, but it's just, it just creates such a, a shitty place for up and coming fighters. It's so, there's just so many moving parts and everybody's like, I want to fight, but not this, but there's so many butts. Yeah. And I don't like all the butts And like a lot of it too. Well, someone like you, it'll, it's going to be easier. You're from a big gym. The UFC is familiar with the gym. You have like a, um, a lot of achievements already so it's going to be easier for you but a lot of it too is like okay you get to six and two two fight win streak ufc will see you and it's the right place right time mm -hmm. so if they're like fuck sean shelby or or uh, mick maynard looking for a guy like hey you okay yeah yeah let's put him in let's put him in here in two weeks so it's right place right time a lot of times for those guys that are six and two seven and two totally. but if you're coming off a two fight win streak or a three fight win streak and you got seven plus wins there's a good chance you'll probably get a a, a chance yeah 
Yeah. And but then the other hard part is getting seven to nine fights. Yep. It takes yep. a long time to get to nine fights, you know. Like I've been almost I've been at it for exactly two years. I pretty much wrestled my last wrestling match two years ago to the date, you know, a little bit over two. And I'm only three and oh. I'm like, damn, three fights in two years. That's not that that's crazy, right? And obviously there's a little bit of that you're trying to build more than just getting fist fights. So mm-hmm. there's a little building there. I tore my MCL. Little stuff like that. So that's, you know what I mean? It's not just the fight game's fault by any means. But still, three fights in two years. I know, right? When every year you're like, I'm going to get four. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says, I'm going to get four. And it's like, you might not only get, you might get two. Good luck. Yeah, you might get four if you're just a sucky athlete and you're just an easy win for people. And they look like they just want to run you over. You'll probably get four fights. Pretty yeah. easy. <laughs> uh, some other crazy news that came in. Uh, MMA legend Phil Baroni. New York badass arrested for homicide in Mexico. Phil Baroni was apprehended by Mexican authorities after allegedly killing his girlfriend in their hotel room. Baroni stated that he got into an argument with his girlfriend about infidelity after the couple had been drinking. Reports state that Baroni was arrested for homicide and forensic investigation is underway to discover the official cause of the death. So I guess he's innocent until proven guilty. But it's like, dude, Phil Baroni. Look up highlights of that dude. That motherfucker is a juiced up, crazy motherfucker. He came up at the time when Joe Riggs did. He has some crazy knockouts. He's an OG. But being being an OG like that, you're going to have a lot of fucking CT and a lot of trauma, dude. Because those guys used to spar four times to five times a week and, not, and spar hard. Real fucking hard. You're trying to drop your partner. So like having CT. I wonder how much like CT and head trauma can cause a person to almost turn into a sociopath i'm sure it could you know i mean it has to right like it seems like uh we hear the stories about you know uh, a young girl hits her head and then she becomes a wild comedian after that or something like that right just from the brain getting a little bit jacked up so it's like like we said right so the ogs of the sport a lot of them they really are kind of the picturesque of what fighting used to be just tough bar brawler type guys that have a little bit of wrestling a little bit of hands or you know what i mean just pretty much two of the mixed martial arts i would say mm-hmm. and they're just psychopaths really you know what i mean yeah but now now we all know about it like most most fighters are very far away from that of course you have to have a psycho you have to have a little bit of a darkness in your head to be able to go to those places but not like it used to be like most everybody now are like almost scientists of a sport, you know, mm-hmm. scientists of jujitsu wrestling this. So it's like, yeah, when you see some of those old guys, it like makes sense why when I first said, oh, I'm going to fight, there'd be like a couple people in my dad's life, his friends or something. They'd be like, is Bryce a fighter? Like, I've never really seen him be like a crazy guy like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, because that's what it, you guys used to think it is. Well, that's what it was. But now it's not like that at all. Most yeah. fighters are the nicest dudes ever. But CTE is, it's scary. It's real. And obviously there's some, uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems to make, but also this is what I always say. Sorry. You know. This is what I always say, all right? When we're looking at CTE, it's always in men that play football and men that are fighters. Or mostly the, those are our studies, right? Those are our, of course, these people are already from the beginning of their life pretty crazy people. That's why they go to these games. That's why they get into these sports, right? Because they're already kind of on the edge of falling off, I feel like, mentally as psychopaths anyways. Mm-hmm. And then, so people go, oh, well, they got CTE, so they killed their wives. So CTE 
makes it so you kill your wife. I'm like, yeah, these guys were probably pretty crazy before yeah. they even started getting hit in the head too. And then you add booze to it. Yeah. You add booze to the CT and you're you're this old fighter. So you used to be like the man and then you see your girl making out with another guy and that just fucking you erupt and you could see how that w would maybe happen. I mean, booze is a- uh, It's the devil. Booze dude. and women do not mix. Booze men and women, it's not gonna mix good. Mostly ever, yeah. right? I, right, Dana. <laughs> yeah, like you see it all the time, man. And every single time there is alcohol involved, most of the time, mm -hmm. like most of the time, you got to be. And it's because they're drunk, they're acting crazy. You're drunk, you're acting crazy. Boom! Yeah, an explosion of nonsense. Got it. It sucks because it's not like alcohol. You just something happens and you just react to whatever your emotion is or whatever. And then Dana giving her a whacking. Like she smacked him first. I bet like after I bet after he smacked her, I bet he's like, fuck, I hope someone no one had that on camera. Oh dude, his stomach dropped instantly. Dude, he had to just go bam, bam, and was like fuck. Yeah, and initially I thought he only smacked her once. I'm like, yeah. well, I mean, it's still fucked up. You just don't hit a yeah. little person who's helpless. But then I heard he, he whacked her a couple times. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, so the couple gets a little bit weird, right? Um I mean it's all bad. Obviously, as men, we're all like, don't you ever put your hands on women. Duh. That's how we're supposed to be brought up. That's how your train of thought should be. But it is like, dude, when people are together for 30 years and they're drunk and they're doing this and they're doing that, like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of couples would be lying if they would say that they've never had a weird one where they threw something at each other or <laughs> something like that. Right. Yeah. And like, so not, not saying it's good. Not saying it's right. His wife shouldn't hit him. He should not hit his wife. Yeah. Duh. But like, man. I don't know. I think sometimes people don't give enough grace to the idea of like that's relationships are crazy and they're hard on people and some people just kind of lose control and yeah. it now sounds like I'm making it okay to fucking smack a woman. But well, that's not so what I'm a girl, so <laughs> say say a girl, your girl, whatever, gives you a couple good smacks, like smacks you and then punches you in the nose and it just puts that little bit of you know when you get punched in the nose, your eyes get a little watery and those fumes start to come out a little bit. What do you do? Yeah. I mean, always, I think, always grab. A backhand, oh. Always grab. <laughs> That's Throw her in the rear naked and put her ass to sleep. No, yeah, but I'm like, a little person like that, you can grab their arm. Yeah, just grab. Say, hey, stop. Yeah. Just stop. But then that, you know what I mean? You see videos of people where that doesn't work either. Yeah. They're saying and then stop, they and then they headbutt, they spit, spit. on them, they yeah. fucking hit them yeah. again, and you're like, oh, here you're in, right? Now I got to throw you to the ground. Yeah. I mean, dude, you watch videos on the internet all the time where you're just like, God. Just such a shitty position. Like the guy's walking out, or the girl, I'm not, whatever. The guy's walking out of the house and he's still just getting his ass beat. Like trying his hardest to walk away and then eventually bad yeah. things happen, right? But like my fucking whacking. I wonder if Dana, like, he already, I thought his apology was pretty good. Yeah. And his wife's apology and stuff, but that sucks because he's the one who said in the past, like, that is just not stood for at all. You hit a woman, you're getting cut from the UFC. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah, when you, uh, yeah, that's why sometimes that's why sometimes you got to speak a little bit with nuance and grace, right? Because it's like, yeah, it makes sense right now in your head. Oh, I would never do that, but you mm. don't really know, right? That's the that's yeah, the, exactly that's the game of life. And then Ken Block, another sad story. Yeah. Ken Block, he he died. So he got. I didn't get to read. It. I saw it was a snowmobile accident. What kind of accident? I don't know. I was trying to look it up. Obviously, it it seems as it was an avalanche, right? Because I would imagine it would be very out in the open it's a snowmobile accident avalanche right because avalanche whatever so but i mean he's a crazy guy right so they probably he's probably jumping some crazy jumps you know doing some crazy mm. stuff and you know you just 
get wrapped around a sled. Sled's big. You know, they're not light. They're very big. They're hard to get away from. Luckily, in the snow, right, because I snowmobile uh, pretty heavily when I'm home. Um, the snow is obviously better than dirt, but also snow is dangerous, too. You get caught up in weird spots. So it's pretty sad, man. Uh, There's probably a, scary. Like a sick video out there of him jumping and dying or yeah. something. Ooh. Yeah, there probably is. Like. Yeah, it's like sad. even Scary. your buddy, uh, a, a kid. I think on Instagram he's John Julius. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny, what's his Instagram? Johnny DeJulius. Johnny Julius. DeJulius. DeJulius. Yeah. yeah, this motherfucker's nuts, bro. I, watching his Instagram, he's like a base jumper, and he's jumping off this shit, and you can just tell talking to him, he's like the nicest, coolest kid. But you can tell he's a little badass, but it's like seeing the shit he does. It's like, oh, bro, that it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, base jumping is, uh, you know, it's got it's one of the more dangerous sports you can do. You know what I mean? Because it, there's a lot of things that can just happen that are out of your control. So a lot of crazy stuff. I feel like is it's dangerous, but there's a little bit more of your control, your mess ups, and there is this in base jumping. But you know, if you have an off heading, which is like you know when you pull your shoot and it opens backwards, so it instantly throws you back into the cliff. Stuff like that. Like yeah, there's. You know, your pack job, your this, that causes that to happen more likely than not. But still, it's a really dangerous game. And you know what I mean? When you're f flying into cliffs, it's not very good. So, you know, I'm, I'm torn on it. Like, I love that he does it, and it brings him to life. And, you know, this is No Tomorrow. This is kind of this is our brand together. And oh, it, sweet. And he always talks about that where it's like he wants everybody to know that No Tomorrow doesn't mean you have to go jump off of buildings and cliffs right it's more about just like doing something that actually makes you present and trying to find those things that make you present because it's hard to be really present in this world but when you do find those things grab onto them and you know what i mean run them yeah and people don't even understand like just saying that it's so fucking important to find something that you're just so you like it doing it so much that you're just so present doing it. You're not thinking about anything else, but just being right there and right now. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have anything like that besides jujitsu, just because that's a common answer between somebody like us or whatever. What do you think brings you the most well, any present, any of the martial art, Yeah. any of the martial arts, boxing and anything fighting where you're risking getting, can get hurt or it's a competitive sport. That just brings me right there. Other than that, it's like, it's so hard. You have to find a practice. And I think sometimes the marijuana helps you just seriously sit there and be present, enjoy every little thing around you and be thankful for it. Yeah. But so probably the weed and then just doing martial arts. How about you? Um, yeah, I like, I like being out like snowboarding, snowmobiling, those types of things. Like when I'm actually doing an activity in the mountains, it's like, uh, it's pretty blissful for me, man. Like I really do enjoy it. It feels, I, it probably has a sense of home feeling too, just because that's what I grew up doing with my family. So I really love doing that because like martial arts and stuff like that, it does, but it also feels like my job a little bit, which mm. I try not to make it a job, but it does, you know, it feels like my job. It's been like something that I've done my entire life. So for me, it does bring me a lot of present, uh, feeling present, but also I like going out and being doing something in the wilderness is pretty incredible for me but it's funny because when i do it a lot i become addicted to it and then i stop caring about my training and my job mm. so it's like i have to keep it at bay right even golf that's doing something out in the wilderness if i play too much golf i just become consumed by it so i have to like i have to do my hobbies sometimes so i don't fall victim to only doing that at this point in my career oh yeah for sure um, this was an interesting thing. I think you shared it too that Joe Rogan posted. 
It says, inside history, for a small amount of perspective at this moment, imagine you were born in 1900. When you are 14, World War I starts and ends on your 18th birthday, with 22 million people killed. Later in the year, a Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you are 20. 50 million people die from it in those two years. Yes, 50 million. Even that, even that first part, just like... Mm-hmm. It's almost because a lot of the Jehovah's Witnesses and all of the religious community, they always love to say how bad it's getting. No, the planet's getting worse. If you say no, the planet's getting better. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. The end is coming. All like it's coming. This is exactly what it said in the Bible. I'm like, look back at 1900. Imagine what those fucking people were saying. We're good. Like we're pretty good. Yeah. Okay, and I'll keep going on there. When you're 29, the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25%. Global GDP drops 27%. That runs until you are 33. The country nearly collapses along with the world economy. When you turn 39, World War II starts. You aren't even over the hill yet. When you're 41, the United States is fully pulled into World War II between 39th and 45th birthday. 75 million people perish in the war and Holocaust kills 12 million at 52 the korean starts in five million years it's like holy fuck dude just to just if you don't have nothing to be thankful for you be thankful we're born in this day with the fucking internet and all the little opportunities you can use to make money and you're we're pretty safe and we feel pretty safe it's like there's some soft motherfuckers like living back in that day i can't even imagine bro so i think you can't imagine okay so i think I think the scope of the world that you lived in back then, right? I, I shared this, okay? Duh. We have it way easier now, 100%. Mm-hmm. It's, not even, it's not even up for debate about what's easier, but easy is kind of a weird term, right? So a lot of these people, they had probably not much of an idea what's going on in the world. So they don't. Yeah. So, they are, so what they're dealing with is they're working on their little farm with their, with their family, and that's what they're doing. You work till dawn or, you know, till sunset and you work and you do that. So a lot of it is, I don't think they know what's going on, right? So that helps a big part of it. The other thing is, is, you know, a lot of these guys that do go to war and stuff like that, there, I think there's something instilled in young men that when you go to war, right, especially up until about the Vietnam War, it was honorable, and I think young men love to have that action, right? They want to feel honor, so they go to war. And if you've ever seen All Quiet on the Western Front, it's a really great movie. It's on Netflix, and it, it kind of shows that uh, really well. It's a bunch of young young men so excited to go to war because they get to go bring honor back to their family and come back and be victory. And People are proud of them. Proud, right? Respect They them. get to war, and they find out very quickly, oh, shit, this sucks. This is really bad or whatever, you know what I mean? So, like, I think sometimes... In those days, there's parts that it's like you're just called to do what you're supposed to do. And I think that helps, especially young men, because I feel like nowadays young men have no calling. They don't know what to do with themselves. They have no they have no desires. They don't have any, you know what I mean? Women look at them like we don't need you anymore because they don't need them on the physical front as much as they used to. So I think that kind of caused a lot of problems. But obviously such a crazy time but also in my perspective i was talking about this okay i was born in 1995 six years later there's um the largest terrorist attack on america 9-11 right 9-11 happens it sends us into a war that we were pretty much into you can say the iraqi war ended like in 2011-ish or whatever but also it really went to like 2019 or whatever whenever we pulled out of kuwait and all that crap and that was really bad right so then 2008, there's a housing crisis. So right when we're our kid, when we're, you know, 10, 12 years old, whatever it is, eight, um, 
2008, the uh, 2008 housing crisis happened, which brings us into the biggest recession since the, the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. That happens, blah, 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 more war. 2016, we're starting to see democracy and the world kind of crumbling around us with the president elections and this and, you know what I mean, impeachments of every president that's being president, blah, blah, blah. COVID hits. But COVID like, has like brought, that all sounds, I mean, I'll let you keep going. No, yeah. Sorry. That all sounds bad, but the, these ones, this was 50 million yeah, people 50 million. died. Right. right like these are different level ones but keep going yeah yeah 100 different level that's what i'm saying mm -hmm. but once again like how many people died during covid uh let's say a million throughout the world i have no clue yeah, I a know. million i don't know anybody that died my life didn't change at all i lived in the same i lived the same life pretty much day to day exactly the same through yeah. covid so sometimes it's a little bit weird you know and stuff but so i'm not saying that Ours is comparative to theirs. I'm saying what my point was, was in 75 years, when we make a list of what all happened in throughout our lives and we show it to our grandkids, they're going to be like, what? Whoa. You yeah, guys probably, went through right? COVID and the whole world shut down. The whole world shut down yeah, and everything. Masks, yeah. yeah. So like, that's why I said that. Like, I'm once again, it is way different and those times are way harder. Because what did you say on your post when you shared it? I, I pretty say? much said, like, if you make a rap sheet when I'm 75, oh. it's going to look back and it's going to be like this. Well, and I said, too. so it's all just a point of perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And perspective is a crazy thing that we can do. Because if I'm not on the news, I don't even think racism hardly exists. Right. I really don't, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in the world that I live in, sure, there's maybe a little bit of things that you see, but I don't see racism. I don't see that too often. I get on the news... I think the world's falling apart. So right. it's like perspective's just a weird, uh, it's a weird perspective. Yeah, and we're we're constantly around people though, like in gyms, yeah. where everyone respects each other, and it's a smarter, usually smarter people, like I would say, you know. So we don't really see that shit. But dude, having a perspective, if you if you can just become a king of perspective, you're gonna have a good life. Yeah, like, perspective with regardless. gratitude, right? Yeah, like don't be don't have a perspective of being cynical, being hateful all those things when you have perspectives that align in virtue virtues that's when it's good put a nuance grace gratitude right look at things through those lens first and then and then you can kind of you know what i mean put yeah. the bullshit on it's interesting sam harris talks about too is like uh doing visualization sometimes visualize visualize things that are ter that terrible that happen mm -hmm. like Sometimes think about it and just then it'll make you grateful. Be like, holy fuck. Right now I'm thankful to be where I'm at because that could could be going on. We have no fucking idea. Yeah. Interesting by him. Yeah. I mean, like, do you do you think about uh, and I don't mean this, you know, lightly. I actually mean this. Like, do you think about killing yourself? Do you think about killing other people? Do you ever think about what would happen if somebody killed somebody else? Right. Like putting these really horrible situations in your head so that you're. It's kind of like, you know, Jordan Peterson-esque a little bit too. Like, so you don't just put your blinders up to the world. And then when the monster comes, you act surprised, right? Like mm -hmm. you got to almost take your blinders off and start realizing the, the darkness that is instilled in humans, in yourself, in the world. So you're not too naive to the problems, right? Yeah, Like for rather sure. be prepared than But then not. you see, you say, you see people taking that to extreme. Like a lot of these, this older generation, the parents that are just... They're used to just turn on the news. Let's see what's going on in the world. And it's just every day, awful shit, awful shit, awful shit. And then and then they watch some shows and they're like, the world's going to shit. It's yeah. just hell everywhere. It's like there's a little bit too much of that side. For too. sure. Yeah. May, yeah. 
yeah, when we were just talking about the news and everything, right? I almost thought I I'm thinking more in your own head, right? Mm, your yeah. own scenarios, your own this. But then yeah, then you become like uh, schizophrenic almost if you do it too much, right? So it's just like anything. Then filling your kid with fear, and then yeah. it's like you can't go in a store. Everyone, you know, like gun you. people, right? I like guns. They're fine. They're cool. I I think they're important for America. But like sometimes I'd be listening to gun people, and I'm like, would you just relax? Like, do you really think that? They act like somebody's going to come in their door every single night of their life. And they're ready and they're prepared. And they're sitting there like, motherfucker. Try. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, hey, don't put so much of that out there, right? Like, be prepared. Once again, always be prepared. You know, you'd rather rather have the gun and not use it. Um, This is a talk point I want to bring up because we have a lot of younger bucks that live in the show. If you're a young buck and you're not really sure what you want to do, do with your life in your 19 18 19 20 would you recommend going to a university okay so my thoughts on university i I would say let me give you mine real quick i would say fuck no i would say fuck no they're trying to fuck you and and if you're saying they're not they are because they're the only ones that are able to let an 18 year old that just turned 18 come in here and sign a a paper that says yep we'll give you sixty thousand dollars Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand dollars. You're gonna have to pay it back, and there's gonna be interest. We're not gonna really tell you about that or get you real familiar with that. But you're you're 18. Yep. Here you go. And if that 18 year old went to a bank and was like, "Hey, I have this idea. Here's my business plan. Here's what I plan to do. I'm gonna become an expert in this area. I need ten thousand dollars." The bank would say no. So the only people that are able to do that to 18 year olds and go oh well if you don't know what you're doing go do your generals okay generals are fun you can do ping pong you can do cardio conditioning you can do uh drama that'll be good you just got to learn the that drama. you're paying for and you're get you're paying sixty thousand a year to do those yeah those, you don't know what you're gonna do those generals that are pointless pointless right i'm taking you're taking classes that truly are pointless sure you might learn a cool little perspective or there's girls or in there, whatever my yeah thing. you're paying yeah you're paying thousands of dollars for each one of those credits and they're probably three credits a piece and that's like you know what i mean it's great all right so i think college is the biggest scam in the world okay i really do i think there's a reason why you do it we allow this to happen to 18 year olds because 18 year olds can't make good decisions yet they're still their prefrontal lobes still not developed they're still silly right that's why that's why we send them to war at 18 and did you have parents that were were able to because my parents my parents didn't even go to high school so they they didn't they don't know so i'm the one figuring it out so i wasn't i didn't know going in so i'm just like yeah whatever oh the college knows they're taking care of me let's yeah sign whatever get a degree yeah so my mom's a teacher so she went to college so she has a little bit of perspective on college and going to college but my dad is a construction worker so has no no desire to call go to college ever doesn't doesn't really care so this is kind of my all right if you're an athlete and you can go to and you can go play at the higher level you go to university you go to you go to college because that's the next part of your career and that's fun right and well not fun it's useful i think it's really useful even if you have to pay a little bit in which you most likely will you know what i mean there's a reason for you to be there and it's for you to continue on in your in the sport that you love and everything like that the other person that goes to college is if you're a STEM. If you do STEM, right, science, technology, engineering, math. Those are actually reasons to go into college. If you want to become an engineer, a doctor, yeah. a thing like that, right? You have to go to college for those things. A nurse. Yeah. If you want to, if you are going for communications, even business, right, those things, tread very lightly, okay, by going to college because you are getting scammed. They're not going to teach you anything 
anything more than you can learn on YouTube, right? Getting the paper, I know there's a point to it. I do. I'm not saying that it's pointless to have your college degree, you know, because some jobs really do like that piece of paper. But if you do do that, you, okay, if you weren't smart enough, if you didn't work hard enough and be disciplined enough in high school to get scholarship through sports or through academics, you already have kind of screwed yourself and you have to pay the consequences of now you go to a community college and build your way into it. You don't go to a state college and pay $60,000 a year because you've already just been messing around and you're going to go to school and you're going to mess around more and you're not going to do anything with it. The majority of my friends don't even use their college degrees. Everybody I went to college with, literally 90% of them don't use their degree. And most of the jobs that you're going to get with your degree, you're probably not going to like anyways. You probably will feel better being a little bit more blue collar in a trade, doing something that is more built for you than what you think you're going to want to do in college anyways. Yeah. I mean, you get that degree. Now you're going to be working some job you're, where you're set. That's the amount of money you're making for the rest of your life. You're not going to make a bunch of money. You're not going to get it to where, okay, I don't even have to go in anymore and I'm making money. That's not the way it is. So I think you're right. Bro. Yeah. It's, like, it's tough, man. Cause but, but I don't know. It's starting to change more. I feel like it's starting to change more yeah. before. Before, when I was graduating and stuff, it was just like, we don't really know anything else. There's not really Instagram. All these things weren't even a thing yet. So my dad's just trying to do the best for me. Like, go to college. This is your way you're going to be successful and not live paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. Uh, but now it's it's starting to change. I think people are starting to realize that a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think everybody's just starting to wake up to the fact that these large institutions or just have tricked us and failed us across the board. You know what I mean? Even the medical world, based on whatever you believe there, uh, colleges, you know what I mean? Like everybody's kind of starting to see through the the veil and starting to kind of pierce through it, like, and realizing that it's, there's a lot of bullshit that they're selling us here. And, fucking bullshit. And they're we're trying taking, to fuck us. Yeah, they are. That's all it is. It's like, holy fuck, oh, dude. Oh, actually, yeah. I was thinking about it, right? Um, isn't it, it really is crazy, and I understand why we do this, but if... Somebody, if I do a physical assault to you, right? If I hit you or something like that, I can go to prison for five years, hundred percent, right? If I beat your ass, I've never heard of it. I, I mean, no, I, no, no. I'm just saying yeah, in general. Yeah. Right? Okay. Most people in jail are in there because of violent crimes mm -hmm. in prison and yeah. stuff, right? But then white collar, you almost get zero prison time. So I can bend you over and do fraudulent things to sixty thousand people and make all this money on it. And if one guy gets a little violent in the streets or whatever, he can go to prison, which, duh, I get it. We don't want violent people running around the streets. So, But it really is crazy, the fact of, like, why is white-collar crimes just so, oh, it's okay. Even though you're taking 60,000 people's pensions from them, yeah. making them live, like, in the, in the slums their entire life because you told them fraudulent bullcrap. Yeah, you ruined a lot of lives, not just the ones, say, I beat the fuck out of this guy because yeah. he did something. And, and you're ruining hundreds of thousands of people's oh, lives, like ruining them, like fuck, ruin then ruin their kids. And like, yeah, it is crazy, dude. I guess that's why. Because like the Sam Freud guy, like I wonder what kind of prison he'll go to or what kind of probably none shit he'll get. Yeah, probably none. Probably right? none. He's probably have some so much money stored away that he's gonna buy off whatever yeah. he needs. Yeah, to. they just get bailed out for. And I get it because a lot of times those crimes, there's like a lot of people involved. And so it's kind of like who is actually to get blamed because there was a lot of weird stuff when it's a white collar crime, but also it's kind of like, God dang, no wonder why. But I mean, shit, government should be thrown in jail then because right. they've been tricking us 
Yeah. Quite a bit. Uh, did you see the the top G and his brother went to jail? Yeah. Yeah. I just... I didn't get a really read into it. I didn't really get to see anything, but I guess they're still in there. Yeah. There's like human trafficking charges, right? Is what they're kind of getting locked up for well, at first. That That's the... Uh, someone said that. Yeah. So it's, it's so hard to say. Oh. Could, could it be what he's saying? Could it be the Matrix and they don't want him spreading this big message to all these younger guys and this this stuff? Or did he do it? Yep. I mean, we, hopefully we can find out. I'm kind of getting to the point. All right. So were you watching? Did you see that Monday Night Football guy that got tackled and his heart stopped? Yeah. What was his name? Uh, Dem I don't really watch. Yeah, no, Demar. I'll, I'll get it right. I here. think it's Demar. Um, it was uh just real quick, and then you can continue yeah. on. It's the. It's the Bills player class's mid-game in critical condition. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital after he su suffered cardiac arrest in the first quarter, which I think is a heart, heart attack maybe? It's different oh, than a heart. heart what attack. I heard, it was like pretty much you get hit in the chest and it makes your heart skip a couple beats. Like stop. No, like stops it. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So they stopped the game right yes they 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 stopped the game and uh i guess he's still in critical condition who, yeah i mean who so, knows as of today so who wasn't watching for those people that uh, weren't watching i don't even watch much football but i was really excited about that game actually you know uh went to college with josh allen went to college with logan wilson who plays makes it defense. sweet when they yeah, get more butt. fun right yeah. so i was watching it and so this guy had to get cpr for two minutes on the field so it wasn't like get Ooh. knocked out get pulled off Give him a thumbs up or nothing. So he was g literally giving getting CPR done to him on the field. So that's why it was a really serious thing, right? It was really hard to watch, really scary. But my point of this is, is instantly it became a political crap, right? Everybody starts being able to say, oh, it's because of a vaccine. It's this, whatever. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. I didn't see that. So whatever. I understand that like things have to be like that, but I feel like, all right. So, you know, if, if somebody makes a joke too soon. Right, you you almost can't make jokes too soon. Like if I made a joke about Demar, somebody would be like, "What? Too soon? Too yeah. soon?" Okay, politics and stuff. And I know this will never happen. There needs to be a too soon button, like, and it needs to be, it needs to be, like, looked at the same way as too soon on a joke. Somebody just dies a little too soon to make a joke the yeah, next day. Fucking Jay and does that shit. Yeah, and not when they die. I mean, but like, and and I mean, of course, we can go on this. Like, you know what I mean? Too soon for you. Right, because <laughs> yeah. like, how long can we make a joke about nine eleven now? Too soon from pol for politics. Like, too soon. Like what kind of politics? Both sides. Too soon on making this a political thing. So yeah, we don't even know if this guy. Oh. We have nothing. We have no clue about what happened oh, yeah, with yeah. his heart and all this kind of stuff. And instantly, it's in politics, right? People so I like. I wish we could just have like a too soon button. Everybody give it three days so we can actually figure out because the story is never. We don't know the story until at least a couple days after on almost everything. Yeah. I mean, I've jumped even, the gun. Even with the top G, it's like all we're seeing is shit on Twitter. We have really no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. I was like, too soon. Just let the truth, we'll let the truth come out and then we'll have a discussion about is he really a piece of shit that's trafficking humans or is the Matrix getting him? Yeah, exactly. Because there was a video that came out of his ex-girlfriend. She's like, there's no fucking way that was going on. Yeah. But like I said, who the fuck knows? Who All knows? we read is shit, and then we think we know. Yeah. Or, th or we think we have an yeah. idea. Because and I would like to think he's not. <laughs> right? Yeah, because he does spread a good message. Yeah. His brother, too. I just listened to a podcast with his brother. It's like, dude, every there was a lot of... Um, 
uh, what are the little chunks called chapters in the YouTube video? And every single one, he's like spreading a good message mm-hmm. to younger bucks. Yeah. A good fucking I always message. say they're 80%, 80% of what they're saying is spot on and amazing. Yeah. And then Andrew, obviously, he just lets that 20% just And he wild. likes to be hum- humorous to. a lot yeah. of times. When he says some of the crazy shit, he's a smirking. And yeah. when, he, we, when we met him, he was clearly joking about it, even on and off, just laughing. Like, it's, it's a fucking joke. Yeah. Have, then, you, uh, have you seen his take on the grappling? In the street fight? Yeah, and I brought that up to him too. Yeah. And, and I wish I would have brought up more and be like, Andrew, well, if someone decided to close the door and it was me and you right now, I would use my jujitsu to dominate you. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he's, I brought it up on there and he used the excuse. He's like, yeah, but it's never one-on-one in a street fight. But I, but then I said, I said, if it is one-on-one and one person knows jujitsu, one person who's winning, well, yeah. he's like, clearly jujitsu. It's like, well, yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's just a, it was a it was a funny take or whatever. And I get what he's saying, right? Like, yeah, if fucking four guys is coming after you. Don't get locked up with one. You got to hit and run. Yeah, hit and run. Hit a uh, duh. Like exactly. <laughs> and, but and then a lot of jujitsu guys too. It's like if if you're learning jujitsu at a lot of schools that especially schools that they don't train takedowns. Yeah, the takedowns. you don't know any takedown setups. You don't even know kind of a really a stance on your feet, a fight stance on your feet, and you don't learn takedowns. It's like you better be careful because yeah. you'll run into someone. I. I've held paths for people or worked with people that I'm like, this guy does not look explosive at all, but he can crack fucking hard. So you roll up on a guy like that. You think, oh, my jiu-jitsu is going to win. And he explodes or yeah. you, or you pull guard because you have no idea what's going on. He's standing over top and he juices you twice and your head bounces off of concrete. It's like your jiu-jitsu is no good there. Yeah. That's why, I, that's why wrestling seems to be a little bit of the better one in a street fight. Like yeah. when somebody's close to him and you've been your whole life picking up and slamming yep. people, it seems to be a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, just kind of the scrappiness a little bit that yeah. comes with wrestling. But then there's always like, oh, how long has he been wrestling? How long has he been doing jiu-jitsu? Yeah, there's that, sh- there yeah. that shit too. But I think you're right. Uh, that's why I like, I mean, I like always to start a lot of classes with wrestling. Some jujitsu gyms, some there's some black belts out there that don't know how to take someone down. Yeah, they, they literally don't. Their whole games around I sit to my butt and you engage me and I grab some collars or I grab some grips. It's like ah, for yeah. combat it's not the best, but for the sport, of course, it's all good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, John Jones, I saw that Twitter stuff you you pulled up. Yeah, I think people were saying it's fake though. It probably is. I looked at I the article too. It was too. a fake. It was a fake uh, Twitter page. I thought it was real too. That's the issue with that new blue in the check shit. We're like, yo, this is fake, fake. Everybody fell for oh, it. Oh, damn it, damn it. That blue check shit. So what happened? Anyone. Um, they, they said he got popped. Yeah, they say he got popped and he can't come back to 2024. But it was a fake yeah. uh, page. Damn okay. It. Good. <laughs> Good. Because I want to see that motherfucker yeah. come back God so bad. Dang. I don't care what he's doing. Do the fucking coke. Get by on the steroids <laughs> and go fuck some people up, baby. I want to see it. Well, him versus Francis. Jesus. Um, Okay, how about Bo Nickel? Bo Nickel seems to be climbing. Yeah, man. Climbing good. He's getting another one, too. Uh, what kind of kid is he? Just a... So, all right, so Bo and I actually grew up together. He's, uh, I was actually thinking, like, he's pretty much my long, my longest lasting best friend now at this point. We've known each other since we were seven, eight years old, and we're still best friends now or whatever. So he grew up in Wyoming at his, as a young kid. That's how we knew each other. Our families mixed very well. So he's been my brother forever. You know, I was in his wedding and stuff. So that's my guy. But Bo has always been a very unique human being his entire life from the time he was literally nine, 10 years old. Um, I always say, I say what I tell the people, I go, I was really focused and I cared a lot about winning, but also in between the matches or at the hotel that night, I'm running around. I'm swimming in the pool. I'm 
freaking being a slab dick. To, okay, you're just fucking around with the boys. Yeah, fucking around with the boys. I'm still having fun and wrestling. He he was focused forever. His entire life he's even, been that way. I wonder how like how old were you seeing him at tournaments? Like he's not even coming to swim with us. He's not fucking I'm around. I'm literally like 10 years old, man. And obviously he would swim sometimes, you know, but yeah. a lot of times he would be focused at a completely different level than I was. And he's been like that his entire life. Loved wrestling. New moves, knew this, cared a lot about what was going on. I remember we went to NCAAs uh, when we were freshmen in high school or whatever, and he literally just looked at me and he goes, I'm going to win this four times. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, how the hell could he say he's going to be a four-time national champion in college? I was like, it's just such a wild thing for What age was that? We were probably 15. Damn. And he knew it. He just said, I'm going to be a four-time national champion in college. And he ended up becoming three with getting second once. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he literally almost did it. And he's just been that way his whole life. It just seems like he's always been the guy that just trains hard, is focused, but he just like, it just clicks even more differently for him than most people. And he literally, he's kind of like the epitome of, he like will learn something and he will do that crazy move at the highest level. Like he's in the national finals and he's trying to throw people or he's in the semifinals and he's like, or, you know, high-level guys, he's hitting spladles and stuff. Just doing stuff that nobody would do. His last fight in uh, the Contender Series, right? Like, he's a wrestler and stuff. He just instantly throws that uh, triangle mm -hmm. triangle, and just throws himself to his back to finish it, which yeah. was awesome. It was gangster. But it's also like, dude, are you sure you want to be on bottom yeah. right now? Just, t just taking the risks and sending it. Yeah. Uh, how much of it, too, like helped with his mindset like so he had that at a young age 15 years old and then he joins a squad where kale sanderson's the head coach yeah and then kale sanderson gives him all the stuff that he went through mentally emotionally for all these tournaments all the things that helped him that just turned him into a freak too how much did that have to do with it i wonder man um i i don't mean this in any disrespect to any of the other coaches around the country because i think they are amazing and i think they're great coaches but for some reason, it does seem like the Penn State coaching staff takes everybody up just a little bit more. I mean, I don't, they have to. Like, they're just a little bit better at what they do. It seems like people go there and they level up. They level up three levels where everybody else goes to a, their D1 program. They level up two levels, you know? Yeah. Like, and I don't, I, he's just, he's really good at making these guys buy in on the love of wrestling. Uh, they, you know, they don't preach religion, but. A lot of guys go there and they get very religious and very disciplined in the word, whether they're Mormon, LDS, like Kale Sanderson is, or if they're just Christian. And it's weird. They just create a good culture of people that want to be better men of God. And by being a better man of God, you become a higher level wrestler in a way because your life is, seems to be more in check, right? Mm -hmm. When you're doing those things, rather than some colleges, you're out, you know, getting puss and yeah. running around with girls and doing drugs and doing all this kind of stuff. So I don't know exactly what he does. I've been around it. Obviously I've talked to Bo a good amount, but it's just, I don't know. They're doing something right. And being, well, the experiences he's been through in the, in the spots he's been in with the pressure situations and then having the intellect to kind of let people know what that was like and how to counter those thoughts and how to be there now in those situations. That's the power of it. Bro. Yep. Of of him going through it. Yeah, I mean, we all know, right? The mind is so important in these games. Like everybody's so good. Yeah. There's guys that were in my college wrestling room that were so good, and they had losing records. It's just like, yeah, and that's the thing. If you if when the lights turn on and there's this pressure and people are screaming, and then and then you 
got to stay in the moment. You yeah. got to know how to fucking stay in the moment. You start thinking about other shit, that other guy's going to run you over. Did you ever know a guy from Penn State called named Eric Bradley? Eric Bradley, I think he was a two-time All-American. He was pro- probably a, quite a bit older than you because okay. I think he was two years older than me. Oh, yeah. And uh, he... Yeah, he he went to Penn State, and I was roommates with him on the Bellator TV show. And he went to prison for eight months for uh, going to a frat and stealing some some shit. Not a lot of shit, not like big shit, but went to the judge. And there were Penn State wrestlers at the time, and the judge was like, I'm going to make an example of you. Mm. You're going to jail for eight months. And he had to go sit in jail for eight fucking months. White-collar crime. That I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, man, that sucks. God, that does suck. That's horrible, man. Yeah, but, but that's pretty sweet fucking uh, hearing about the Bo Nickel. That's why I'm excited to see him keep going. Yeah. Because imagine if end of 2024, it's just like the quickest UFC champ out there. He just takes out yeah. everyone. Because and, of the middleweight. And it can happen at 185 with his, right? So uh, I at 185, the top guys are not that good at grappling. They're scary human beings, the scariest human yeah. beings, but they are not good at grappling. Yep. Not like what, like three or four of the top five, not that good at grappling. Yep. So just having that as an option, right, is crazy where it's like, wow. Right? Because like obviously, no disrespect to Bo, but he's he's not ready to be fighting those guys on his feet and stuff, right? Like he's not even, Yeah, like he's not ready to be there when that guy in that fight. But if he gets on top of that guy, he can submit him, mm-hmm. right? At one thirty five, that is not the case, right? The you the Everyone highest level guys is pretty good at grappling too, right? So it's like that is a pretty crazy thing. But also, I don't. I I hope they don't push him that fast. One because like then what do you do? You just even if you do become the champ, you're the champ in like a year. And it's like, I guess your paycheck would be so big that it doesn't really matter then. But, but like, also, you know, you do kind of want to be built up a little bit. You want your time in this game to last longer than a couple years. Well, yeah. Because, because based on just how it goes when you're at the top, there's just a little lot. There's going to be guys that push you for five rounds. There's yeah. going to be guys that push you for five rounds. There's going to be guys that rock you. There's going to be guys that don't go away as easy as you think they're going to do. So getting those experiences before you take on the top guys yeah it's probably fucking good yeah i yeah i mean i hope they don't get too crazy with him and just move him move him up just recklessly but also but also he's the type that could do it he is the type that that can do it i mean we just i know he's not fighting the highest level guys ever but just like when you watch how it started for him his first three fights you're kind of like of course you know what I mean? That's just Bo. Yeah. Like that's just how that how it goes for him. Like even Bo versus because there's Jared Cannonier. Yeah. Uh, there's Derek Brunson. He'd probably run over Derek Brunson. I bet. Um, just because Derek Brunson is mostly a grappler. Paul Casa, scary as fuck. Sean Strickland. Imagine if they announced Sean Strickland versus Bo Nickel. That would be like, oh, I'd be so pumped yeah. for that, right? But then also, like we know too, like you know, Bo still has got to spend his time learning how to grapple in the cage, grapple with people, you know hitting you there's you know like there's still parts that it's like oh yeah he can run over brunson yeah he probably can but also like i don't know we got to give it some time too you know what i mean i don't like i don't like when people get too crazy at first and just and i and i believe in Bo, and i think he he can do that i'm not saying that he can't i'm just saying like sometimes i'm like ah let's just yeah let things fucking play out like what position in wrestling or anything would you say you're an expert at like uh when when people get underneath you and then come up out the back door would you say you're expert in that yeah position? i'm pretty good when at that fountain position yeah when people when somebody's on my leg i'm pretty expert-ish yeah expert. um and then so, when i'm on yeah 
everywhere there's just so many different positions in mma where you can become an expert in mm -hmm. and and if you're going against a guy who's a fucking a leg lock specialist a half guard specialist or just really dangerous off your back it's like yeah i mean they could always catch you yeah for sure they can catch you no matter how good there's you up kicks there's this there's you know what i mean there's all sorts of crazy stuff when somebody's down on the on their back yeah they so, could, dude your head could be right here and they can just elbow you three times and split your eye open and the whole fight can become yeah a terrible fight now and that's where the ufc i think is so good they've been around it so long the matchmakers they can they've been watching it so long they can see okay this is gonna be a perfect match for that guy probably gonna push him sometimes it's gonna go wrong obviously yeah, for of him. course but uh but yeah, yeah man it's uh excited to watch that kid fucking go me too just because he's, he's like that um stocks you've been doing any stocks and you you you're pretty smart outside where you're you're not just going to the gym and then going home and sitting there and fucking yanking it you got some airbnbs going and stuff uh how's the airbnb going i've been thinking about doing that They're good man so i have two airbnbs um one of them i own completely the other one i'm part owner of you know i, I came in with a partner uh and then now i'm actually helping a girl manage hers as well um airbnbs are great man they really do produce the most cash flow by far and you know for rentals and stuff right now of course like there's some other things that people can do, but it does create the most cash flow. But it also is every little house is its own little business. So uh, you can set it up, you can automate your messaging and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like you still have to manage that house, and that house needs managed every single day. Like even yesterday, like you know, I get a call from the guy at the Airbnb, and he talks about Wi-Fi is going in and out. So now you got to make calls and try to fix the Wi-Fi, even though I'm not there. He said the front door was, you know what I mean, partially flying off because of the wind of Wyoming or and something. So there's always little things that are annoying. So it's not just Can you give away passive. a percentage, though, where it's like, don't call me. Yeah. Here's the card. I'll, wa I'll, I'll watch the transaction so you can't be stealing shit. You deal with everything. If something happens, they call you. And how much percentage do you have to give away for that? So there's some that can do it for 10% now, but I'm not really sure how well those 10% ones do it. I, it'd be interesting because they used to be up in that 25% of your money you're giving away. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's always management fees. So like for you, if it's something you don't want to manage at all, you pay me to manage it or you pay a management company, right? Yeah. And that's what you do. But for me- And do you agree on a percentage or- Yeah, okay. yeah. So just think anywhere from 10 to 20% is the going rate on those yeah. things. But- yeah, man, Airbnb is, it's good. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that people can get into it, you know, through rental arbitrage, just buying the property yourself, using other people's money, right? Like, let's just say you and me, we go in, you sit there, you have a hundred grand sitting around that you want to do something with. You say, but I don't, I don't want to look for the property. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to have to learn how to run numbers on how we run it and stuff like that. So then you come in on the deal, right? So now, I go do everything for you. I go and find the property that I think is a good cash flowing property. We get it in there, blah, 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 blah. You assume the loan, right? Because this is your property or whatever. And you give me now 10% ownership and then 10% of management fees or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's all agreed upon, right? You use other people's expertise. And because of my expertise, I can take the headache, take, off. take the headache off you. So there's a lot of different ways that people can go about it. Um, that's sweet. Yeah, it's really, it's cool, man. It's just like anything, right? Like, it's just knowledge, knowledge will get paid. And or, I, I think on this west side, don't you think like around this gym, because the stadium's right there, well, there's two stadiums right there, the Cardinal Stadium, the other uh, other one. I feel like that would be in this area. Yeah, um, so the thing about uh, Arizona is it got flooded heavily the last two years. So it's like, and they're still doing good. They're still doing pretty good, but like they were 
they were going crazy two years ago. So then everybody came here and everybody built a freaking Airbnb. Everybody went nuts. So there's just a lot of Airbnbs here, but I mean, they're still doing well, but it's some of the numbers that people have heard the last two years about Airbnbs are not true anymore. They like it used to be the wild. It used to be the gold rush. Yeah. Where like you were going there and people were getting 80% ROI on their invest. You know what I mean? Return on their investment that year and the next year and stuff, which is like, crazy numbers right most things are like 10 to 12 percent so i think now it's like it's really it's starting to level itself out which is everything just like crypto it was crazy for a couple years and then it's gonna level itself out well now it's fucking non-existent which sucks oh did you get in there and lose some money oh yeah oh yeah me too and i thought i was the man back i'm like i'm rich now yeah i was like i lost every fuck yeah and then my investment portfolio it's down 28 percent from what it was at an all-time high or whatever so and obviously that's what you understand that with investments everybody thinks when it's at that amount that's how much you have and it's not true you only have that amount when you take it out so when it's low you haven't lost that much when it's high you haven't gained that much it only matters when you actually want to play with it but still man it really sucks right when you look at your crypto account and it's down 80 percent from what it was you look at uh your investment portfolio it's down 28 percent of what it was my uh airbnbs are not doing the same numbers quite as well as they were still doing good but nothing like there was and it's like fuck everybody tells you to invest in all these different ways you know what i mean but we're we are in a recession and i know it's not classified that yet or supposedly but everything's down mm-hmm. everything's more expensive everything's down you don't you know what i mean you go look at people's 401ks and their retirements fucking make them sick fuck it sucks bro but ladies and gentlemen we got uh, a handful of patreon questions here but we're at an hour so we're going to shut these cameras off and then we're going to re-upload the cameras and then we're going to do bust out these 19 questions bang bang i think it's 19 or 20 questions from patreon and they'll be on patreon.com slash redhawk academy um and like i said shit's going up there all the time 20 percent off the merch 30 percent off thorn discount um you get all sorts of shit on patreon and then we're doing giveaways or contests each uh, month so uh check it out uh check out bryce what was your uh um instagram again bryce yeah so my instagram is at b meredith zero zero one uh that's pretty much all my uh that's all my social medias uh you go check out no tomorrow too we've hit like seventy thousand followers recently on that so it's going pretty good have not made any money no i'm just joking but (laughs) no it's uh, no we're just building it up uh and it's more just fun you know i just we're just trying to encourage people to go be present in the moment and live life and try to get out of the, the stress of the past and the stress. Dude, of the it's future. not a bad idea and it's a nice name and it looks good. I think it's going to be sweet. So go check, check Bryce out and watch, watch his climb. He's always, uh, he's coming out with uh, nice techniques on his Instagram that you can only learn from that level. So go check him out and give him a follow. All right. Uh, like, and subscribe. If you haven't welcome new subscribers, love y'all. Bye-bye.